You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. You ever thought, I don't have the energy I used to. Wow, I got to bring my energy back. Well, today we bring it back and we show you how to bring it back with Dr. Uchi Odiatu. And we talk about the untapped energy goldmine in most dentists and how you can boost your life and your practice. Make sure you listen to this episode. I know you guys will enjoy it. It'll make you feel better. It'll make your practice better. All right, we'll see you guys soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show. You know how this goes. Our job is to bring the world's best experts to you to help you create a better practice and a better life. And today I have one of my favorite human beings of all time, Dr. Uchi Odiatu. And we're going to be talking about the day in the life of a dentist and what this means to you as a dentist, a chair side, a hygienist, a front desk team member. Uch, thanks for being on, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, always a pleasure. Love sharing. This is I got my military gear on. It's gonna be like a podcast boot camp. Um, it's gonna be like hell week, but with a gentle enamel twist for sure. Yeah, I love it. And I'm just saying this: if you haven't heard Ooch, you gotta hear Ooch. You gotta follow Ooch. Ooch makes our lives better. Before I hit the go button, I was just sharing with Ooch, Chris, our operations director. Like Ooch, you need to know this. You make all of our lives better. She wanted me to share with you that she, you know, she's taking her probiotics that you recommended. I have apples all over the house. I drink my, you know, kombucha and my miso, actually tonight going to have my miso soup. So uh, every time we hang out with you, our lives get better. And and, uh, I want you to describe, you know, the concept that we were just, we were talking about before we had to go. You said energy is coin. It's cash. And what does that mean to a dentist? Let's talk about the why. Yeah, energy is, um, you get paid for energy. People remember your energy. You can't hide your energy. When you walk into a room, you either have high energy, low energy. If you're in a dark or sad place, it's low energy. That's why a lot of dentists know you got to be, you have more energy than the patient. You can't have a patient with more energy than you. You, as a healer, if you want to heal, if you want to influence, if you want to convince you need to have high energy. It's impossible for a low energy person to be convincing. 
So when people wonder why certain people are just good at closing case presentations, if you want to wonder why some hygienists are better than others at getting patients from six-month recare to three and four months, who, why are they more convincing? It's the energy that goes into the whole talk. And it's not just words. A lot of times people memorize words. Like if you had a, if you had a speech to give, people spend all the time on the words. But I think it's, it's, it's your body language, the tonality. What you put into the words is way more important. Sometimes at, a, at an event, you know, I'm from Toronto, I'll be in, you know, Arkansas, I'll be in New Mexico, and they'll say, Dr. Liachi, you got to slow down. I said, no, no, no. I said, you're getting twice the CE during the next two hours. But I said, it's the energy that goes into my presentation. It's, it's how much conviction I have. My conviction is what convinces you that taking care of yourself is important. And, and being that kind of person chairside is very con convincing. You are the doctores in Latin. It's teach. You're teaching with every cell in your body. I love it. I love it. And so we talk about what this means to be, you know, a dental professional. And we work in this realm of only so many days per week and only so many hours. And you brought up the term capacity. We want to grow our capacity. You said most of us are walking around working at 60% of our energy capacity. Can you explain that? Yeah, we're, we're drained, uh, either drained cognitively, we're drained emotionally, we're drained physically, we're drained mentally. And we wonder why we, we can't put more into our treatment. You wonder why at the end of the day, you've given your 60% during the eight to five or the not 10 to six, whatever you do, and your family, your friends are starving for you after. And you come home, you just have fumes left. It's like you're trying to squeeze out moisture and, and dust comes out, you know, you're like a cactus. So um, energy is really important because not only for your patients, but your, your personal life from six to midnight, from six to 10, six to nine, like what, what do you, how about your community? Does anyone in your street know your name? You know, mm -hmm. uh, they know you drive by in the nice car. Who are you? Who are you? They don't know what your last name is. So there's something about energy that gives you uh, a second wind. It gives you, it, give, it has a reserve tank. That reserve tank is what makes life magical. Uh, who cares how many crowns you did or how many offices you owned? It's uh, that second wind tells people that there's more to you than just being a dentist. There's more to you than just being a hygienist. And I, you get remember, remember for one thing, people talk about when I lecture, I speak, you're like the energizer. So ener energy is like a concept more than, oh, he did great rounds. He should have seen his margins. Margins are going to be forgotten. How you made people feel during a talk or what did you, what did you remind people of? That, that can't be quantified. That's why they call it intangible. It's, uh, it's, it's beyond the physical. You know, it's, uh, it's metaphysical. Yeah. And that's where energy lies. That's where energy lies. And you, and you can boost it by doing certain lifestyle habits. And it's, it's very mechanical. The body responds if, if you infuse it with certain things. Yeah. And if you don't do the proactive care that you preach, you start to suffer from things like adrenal fatigue. Can you explain what that is? Adrenal fatigue is something, our adrenal glands, you have two glands, one on top of each kidney, and they pump out adrenaline, they pump out cortisol. Um, they do it mainly for an emergency. They also pump it out first thing in the morning to get you up. And that's why uh, the neuroscientist, Andrew Huberman, says you hijack that natural system of adrenaline and cortisol when you have coffee first thing in the morning. It's like your tank's already full and, and you're putting a little bit more gasoline in. The body goes, what the heck are you doing? Th these neurotransmitters aren't happy with more caffeine in the morning. You, you already have the energy to leave the cave, the proverbial cave, and now you're putting more gas in the tank. So um, they said your liver releases glucose. And your body, your adrenal glands release adrenaline and cortisol to get you up and moving. Enough energy to get out of the cave. And, and that's why that book called Sapiens uh, by, I think the author's name is Harare, H-U-R-R-A-I, I think it is. 
He said, we are more cavemen than modern men, uh, uh, Kurt. We might look like modern men, but there's more cavemen cells and memories in our body than not. And we're meant to leave the cave first thing. And if, if every caveman and cave woman had to eat breakfast before they left the cave, we'd all be dead. We're only alive because, boom, the sun came up, out looking for food, out to hunt or, or be hunted. So lingering inside in the dark, you know, sipping back some more gasoline when the body gives us enough energy to leave. And that's never going to be programmed out. It, it takes hundreds of thousands of years to change the genome. So we're, we are sabotaging it by having a big, strong cup of coffee first thing in the morning. Right. You know, outside of vinegar, maybe um, a green tea, a lighter form, uh, just plain water and then get going, you know, then get going. Yeah. And we get these warning signs as we grow as professionals. It's important to listen to these warning signs. We talk about this. This has happened in my house where my wife will say, oh, if it was an accidental thing, you'd give it the energy that it deserves. And that's a warning sign. You also pass up exercise because you say, I just got to get to work. And you do that three days in a row and you say, bad trade. What do we do with these warning signs or these mile markers when we say, oh, that's not good? Yeah. And even, even again, it's funny, you know, we're, we're hard on our team. We're hard on our assistant. You know, we're, we're talking harshly. And then a patient comes on the phone. Yes, Sarah. Um, yeah. It's, it's meant to be a little tender after the filling, but it's, it is going to be fine. You are going to be, the voice changes, the tone changes, the energy changes. And yeah, no, don't worry. I'll see you anytime. You just, you just call the front office. You call the front office. Bye now. Take care. Click. Hey, where's my coffee? You know? So, so uh, yeah, we have energy for things we think are really important, but the team, the family, the friends, like uh, busy dentists with two offices, 10 offices, or, or a large team, 40, 50 people. Everyone knows you're a busy dentist and you got to put your two phones. You know, you're busy when you have two phones. And you got to put them face up when you're out with friends and they brag about you, but they never have your full undivided attention. You just don't have the energy. You don't have the bandwidth to give 100% to the team, the office, your ongoing learning, your CE, the next phase of your implant talk and your friends and your family and your spirit and your community. We have so much energy and many people because of poor physical lifestyle habits, they're really 60% of all of them. So community suffers. No one knows your your no one knows your middle name. No one knows your family legacy. They just know you drive the nice car. Oh yeah, he's a dentist or he sells supplies. Right. I've never understood the two <laughs> phone thing. I can't even get one phone to work. That sounds horrible having two phones. Yeah, I got an iPhone for work. I got an iPhone. I don't. So it's um anyway, uh, energy is currency. It's coin. Uh, what would I rather have? A, a strong credit line or energy? Energy will get me another credit line. Um, energy will get you through a recession. It'll get you through uh, family tragedy. Tragedy. Energy will give you that second wind when you get home. Energy will allow you to work through lunch for a kid that's been hit with a puck and his teeth are broken. Energy will get you through lunch working on an emergency. Yeah. Um, energy will get you to enjoy. The, but most people, many dentists, when they go on vacation, the first two days they're decompressing because they're so ex- adrenally fatigued. They can't even enjoy the first two days of a seven-day vacation. Because the body is so exhausted. Yeah. You know, so energy is the thing. It's it's ATP. It's uh, this, this is really cool stuff. And ATP, we're talking about bacteria and probiotics and misu. Um, they said 500 million years ago, and everyone has different theories of creation. I don't want to step on anyone's toes about the theory of creation. But anthropologists and scientists are saying half a billion years ago, some bacteria who make ATP said, hey, they didn't talk because there's no language back then. Bacteria just like, bloop, bloop, bloop. And they, they put... Or these mitochondria organelles into this other cell, this protoplasm. 
and they started pumping out ATP in exchange for glucose. You give me glucose and oxygen, I'll give you energy. And this was half a billion years ago. So they're saying the mitochondria that make you and me blink and talk and, and breathe 15,000 days, swallow 2,000 times a day, the heart beats 86,000 times a day, comes from the ATP, from right. these bacterial origins from a half a billion years ago. The same, so mitochondria, which help you and I move, we, we owe a lot of who we are to bacteria and we, and we don't pay them homage. We, we overly sanitize our body. We wash our hands way too many times at home. The homes are way too clean, what GI doctors are saying. Be super clean at the office. You over-sanitize the rest of your life, your bacteria suffers. Your mitochondria are, have bacterial origins. They're symbi endosymbiotic little living creatures that entered us, this, entered us, entered protoplasm half a billion years ago. This is what evolutionary uh, uh, anthropology says. Right. Powerful. Now, a lot of people are in the throes of work. We're all working hard. Some people are working in dentistry to get to this thing where I can retire. I'm, I'm doing this now so I can retire. And depending on what statistics you look at, the average working male in the United States lives 18 months after they retire. The average dentist, and again, there's multiple studies, lives 22 months after they retire. So you get four extra months for being a dentist. Isn't that cool? So I'm a big yeah. fan of like retirement sounds, I actually think it sounds terrible um, to do nothing. And I, I love the idea of being financially free, but mm. speak to a dentist who's probably 42, just working super hard right now, thinking if I can make enough money, I can retire. Mm -hmm. Well, that's where love goes, loving for what you do comes in. If it, is it work or is it a calling? Right. Is, is, is it, are you passionate about it? Are you just doing it because your dad's 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 dad was? And now I'm, I'm a seventh generation dentist. I'd, I'd rather be this, but I'm a seventh generation. Like, who are you? Are you doing what you do because you love it? I think when you love it, you can't end it. It's like um, when, you, when, you're having, when you're having a good talk with a friend over dinner, you don't want it to end. Right. You don't start timing out the dinner. You don't wait halfway through dinner with a friend and go, I wouldn't mind when's this, when I'm going to wind this up. You can't, you, you just want to keep going. So if you really love your work and if you really love dentistry, if you really love clinical dentistry, you think, I want to do this until they have to grab that piece out of my hand. It's like Clint Eastwood, out of my cold, dead hands. Remember? Mm -hmm. Out of my cold, dead hands, you grab my cable, you know? So um, I don't see myself retiring. I, I love the chairside conversation. I love teaching. Uh, one thing feeds the other. Um, I, I saw a, a, a retired medical doctor come into the office at 97, walked in, no cane, no walker, no crutches, no, no, no wheelchair. He retired as a medical doctor at age 90, and they were fixing something up when the, uh, we had a person fixing, adding something onto his partial. 97, fully dressed, shirt, sweater, pants, belt, shoes, socks, uh, hair, teeth, you know, alert, 97. Yeah. Um, retired seven years earlier at age 90 still going strong, you know? So I feel, um, and again, in France, I know it's a politically charged subject, but uh, the French president said he wants to make the retirement age a little later. And, and people rioted, say, how dare you? I hate my, you're saying I hate my job. Like, I guess people don't like to be told to that when they need to retire, but if you love what you do, you just want to keep doing it. How, how long do you want to extend your honeymoon? Forever. How long do you want to extend a romantic dinner with someone you love? Forever. When you enjoy something, you want to extend it. So. Uh, winding down at 42 means I don't think you enjoy it that much or you should find procedures that you enjoy more right. and then you want to let it end. Yeah. And um, there's so many books out there 
um, gosh, I'm, I'm going to totally screw up the title, but there's one called Die Broke, which is not about dying broke, but we give up you know, our health and our energy to save this money. And then we get to 72 and we don't have our movement. We can't walk. We can't enjoy all of these things. I guess the point of this whole episode is we're all in this battle of energy and resources. And you and I talked about this. Having a successful life and a family is in competition with having a successful business. And you have to call it out. They both demand resources. They both demand energy. They both demand time. They both. And so you have to decide periodically, like how much am I going to give to the business? And I want to be, you know, physically able to do that. So if I'm a dentist listening, ooch, and I'm burnt out, give me some thought processes to get out of this. Yeah. What they have done is I think they put their body last and they put their brain last. I think dentists are so hell bent on learning more clinical skills. You go to a conference, the how to build $10,000 a day course packed. Uh, how to do a better crown margin, packed. All on four, packed. Leadership, half full. Communication skills course, half full. Conflict resolution, half full. Uh, uh, wellness, half full. Clinical, I'll spend all day. So I think people are, you want to take a Stephen Covey, this is going back to the late 80s. Like, you know, success habits, of highly, seven habits of highly successful people. Stephen Covey, PhD. He thought sharpening the saw was taking time out. Um, I remember being 28 when I first graduated, I, four days a week, the average dentist, I'll work six days a week. I was mad in Manitoba back in the, the early nineties thinking, I want to work another day. How come I can't work Sunday? Damn it. And I said, Ooh, you have to go home, go home. No, no, no. I want to do more crowns, more fillings. And then I realized I couldn't keep this pace up. Yeah. I was looking tired. I think when I showed myself in a video and someone thought that was a uh, gray screen, you know, the green screen night video. I said, no, no, that was me during the day. I looked, I was a grayish green color. Uh, not taking care of myself. And that didn't stay too long. I reminded myself, hey, got to get back to investing in my health first. So uh, you can't ignore that body or it will go away. And many dentists are discovering a sciatica and reflux and, and ankylosing spondylitis and bulging discs and knee issues, uh, chronic pain. Uh, this is the body. And the body's always telling you messages of comfort or discomfort. Yeah. So reflux, not comfortable. So if someone's living with reflux, the body's telling you, I'm not comfortable. I'm putting this acid in your mouth to tell you something's not sitting quite right right now. Right. Reflex is a message. You know, you don't have reflex on your honeymoon, but somehow, why am I, why am I, why is my stomach spitting up acid in, into my esophagus, into my mouth? Why is the, why is this acid which digests food and kills parasites and viruses in my mouth? It's trying to kill you. Or it's trying to give you a message. Right. Keep, keep it up. I'm going to dissolve that sphincter. Keep it up. I'll have you on meds for the next 20 years. So, the body's always giving us messages of comfort or discomfort, comfort or discomfort, ease or disease. Yeah. The th thing I love about this podcast is you and I are, you know, you, the values alignment. I love what you teach. I've watched you teach it. You make people's lives better. And the truth of the world, it's going to pick up in speed. It's going to move faster and faster and faster, and it's going to evaporate our margin. We need space to improve our thought processes, our bodies, our families, all of that. Using all of your space is not a good idea. Uch, you'll love this. One of my closest friends here in the community I live in, he works for a major financial firm and they make their top people, once they've been there a while, take a six-week sabbatical. I'm like, you have to take it. I have to take it. He's going, he's going to Croatia with his family. He's like, I don't have a choice. I have wow. to go away for six weeks. And you've also heard about in France where people have to work they're requiring people or asking people to work four day a week. We've learned 
that working all the time is not productive to our bodies, our minds, our energies. Speak to that. Yeah, we need time off. People think of going to the gym is important. You only grow in the days you don't go to the gym. You only grow in days. People spend all the time how to work out, how to work out, how to work out quicker, better, with more intensity. No one asks, how do you relax? How do you rest between the sets? You know, is your time between your sets spent on the phone? Arnold Schwarzenegger said, this is back in the 60s and 70s when there was no phone, obviously. He said the reason why his biceps gained 22 inches and he had such phenomenal growth with the same body everyone else had is because between sets, he visualized the next set. Between sets, he was was visualizing the bicep, visualizing chest. Nowadays, see people at the gym, they're they're looking at a TikTok between sets. They're looking at um, the LinkedIn between sets. They're answering an email between sets. There's no time spent on the body. The body goes, hey, you just broken me down in the set. I'd like you to take a moment now to replenish your, your, your stores so I can give you 100%. You put down your phone or you rest it so you can take a picture of yourself doing the next set. It's a complete distraction. And people are wondering why they don't look good at 35. They're wondering why at 40, they look like they're 50. The one, I always say, you wonder why you look like your driver's license picture. You know, you got to look better than the driver's license picture. So if you want to biologically turn back time, we got to learn how to rest and replenish and take care of the machine. I, I, my dad was a carpenter. He said the, the best carpenters had the best tools. The dentistry tool is not, Itero is important, your Cirex is important, it's all important, but your number one tool as a dentist, as a hygienist, your assistant is your body. So I can tell someone takes care of the body when I see them rehydrating. I see the quality of the coffee that they're drinking. I see them with the eye mask and they tell me when they're taking time off. And that's when I can see someone's taking care of the body and they look fresh. Right. They don't look beaten up. They don't look like ET on the plane going home with a red eye, you know? Yeah. You need yeah. strategies. Absolutely. So how do I... You know, again, how do I build more energy as coin and cash long-term, short-term, long-term, whether I'm a dentist, a hygienist, an assistant, give me some thought processes on this. People always want facts. Like, so I'll give, I, I like to give the mechanical tool with the mindset. I think mindset's way more important. If someone wants to get rich, they got to get rich mentally first. Right. Right. So the whole idea is, so if someone wants an easy hack, the car is the worst place. When you think of the drive-through. You know, 95% of all food eaten outside the home is fast food. So when dentists go to four-star restaurants and Michelin-star restaurants and hygienists go away for vacations and assistants get taken out for team dinners at nice restaurants, that's rare. Average North American, 95% of meals eaten outside the home is fast food. So you need to get to, to nip that in the bud. One way to do that is, is to bring nuts with you. This is just one brand, almonds. I try and mix mine up with pistachios, sunflower seeds, Brazil nuts, walnuts all kinds of different benefits, having a variety. But you have some of these in the car. You know how long this will last in the car? It'll last, it's, it's 100 years later, I get, these nuts will still be fresh because nuts are covered by a little skin that protects them. So that's something you can snack on, either on the way to work, on the way. You, you have this on the way home from work. What happens is you don't attack that fridge like a long lost lover. You know, like you will actually get home and have time to talk to the dog. You might get home to give yourself 10, 15 minutes to chat with your significant other about the day and, and his day or her day. Yeah. If you have something to cut your your hunger off at the knees. So traveling with a bag of nuts, get yourself, this might cost $18. You keep it in your car. It'll last six months. It could be frozen. It could be hot. Keep it in the glove compartment. You can always, on the way to a study club, instead of, I would say, focus on the conversation, not the food. A lot of people get to a study club famished, sucking back the free food, sucking back the alcohol. If you have food in your belly, I can now focus on talking to Kurt or talking to Kois or talk to Christensen instead of like, you know, jamming down the food in because I'm starving when I got there. So this is an easy 
car hack that gets people focusing on the conversation, not the food. I love that. My team uses the word hangry. So they get hangry, you know, if they don't have regular. Now we've got a whole big jar because of you. We've got cashews. We've got almonds. We've got all the, and we do have some espresso beans in there every once in a while. Okay. Just for our little delight. But taking, and I do that, I have little, Laura puts these little plastic cups. And so I'll take a handful of almonds just for the drive home so I don't open the fridge and go crazy. Yeah, it takes the edge off. No, you're you're smart though. And you're a quick learner. That's why why you are who you are. Like you learn quick. So those things you do allows you to have a nice second half of your day. It allows you to, to enjoy that four, five, six hours of awakeness when you get home. You don't get home exhausted, you know? I can say I could, I rarely get home exhausted, I, but it doesn't happen. I'll give you an app. So my last week, uh, so I was, I worked Monday to Thursday. Uh, so it's a full day, full four day dental week. Um, Thursday was a little shorter, four o'clock, jumped on a plane. I landed in uh, Walnut Creek in San Francisco. And because uh, I went back in time, I got there at six, six o'clock, uh, went out for dinner with some of the organizers. Um, so Friday now, I, I spoke till till two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and again, I don't like taking red eyes. I had to take a, a plane at nine o'clock at night. Uh, but I did go to the gym. I got some sun. I, I ate food. I ate some good food. Drove back to the airport. And driving at the airport, I stopped and I got a Manny pedicure at, at some random place. Uh, so I'm getting this Manny just taking care of my needs. It's five o'clock in the afternoon. And I, then I have dinner at Whole Foods. I'm thinking, where's a nice restaurant? I'm going to go to Whole Foods go in the prepared food section, got out some food. I got some kefir and the blueberries. I'm making some calls, chilling in the Northern California evening sun before I go to my red eye. So I do certain things. And anyway, I took a red eye, but my red eye though, I do I have a certain uh, uh, tool chest, earplugs so I don't hear sound, noise canceling headphones on top of that, orange glasses two hours before I, I get shut eye. Don't even start on the movie. Movie goes off, dim the screen. I get a window seat so no one falls over me. And then I woke up at, at, at uh, I think it was 6 a.m. in the morning, on Saturday morning, um, feeling pretty good, not exhausted like a red eye. And um, hold on, what did, I, what did I do then? I'm just trying to think what I did then. Oh, I zoomed home in my car. I did sleep for three hours, slept for three hours, went back to the Ontario Dental Association, their provincial meeting, and took a, ha- I took a hands-on course on uh, composite bonding from 12.30 till 3 o'clock, feeling alive and well, sipping my coffee. And uh, that was Saturday. And then uh, I think Sunday, Saturday evening, the kids came over and <laughs> had the kids uh, Saturday evening and Sunday. But I did not feel energy starved because of the inputs I've put in all these years. I've, I've been doing this since I was 14. Yeah. So I, I do these unconscious acts. I think Stephen Covey called it, un- I have now unconscious competence when it comes to lifestyle habits. I think right. a lot of people, what dentists are thinking about it, it's called conscious competence. And that takes energy to count your macros and look at your app and look at your fiber app and work out. Who's my upper body trainer? The, the ideal sweet spot is unconscious competence. It's the highest level of attainment, whether as a dentist or as a mom or a dad, whatever you do, if you're really good at what you do unconsciously, it's become part of your cerebellum. It's part of your habitual pattern without thinking about it. Yeah. That's a perfect spot to place any place. Michael Jordan doesn't have to think about his three-point throw. Automatic stops, plants, and it's up. You know, yeah. That's unconscious competence. That's where you want to be with health, family reading, money, you know, wherever you have unconscious competence, that's where you have supreme joy in life. Right. And so if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to be transparent because I'm trying, I'm working on this every day and I'm not at the place where you talk about unconscious 
competence. I will say for me, when my energy is zapped, I, the walls of my decision-making come down. One bad decision, I'm like, ooh, a glass of Pinot Noir would sound really good because I'm wiped out. Ooh, they have a cheeseburger, double cheeseburger. They also have fries. You One bad decision cascades into another and to another and to another. And before you know it, you wake up in the morning, you're like, ugh. You never regret making a good decision, eating at Whole Foods, eating good. You wake up in the morning, you're like, that's the way it should be. Mm, I feel good. Help me through that. And no one was around. I had no one checking in on me. I had, I had no one saw where to, I could have been incognito, sunglasses on. No one knows me. But man, I thought self-care. My feet are beat, you know, four days of dentistry, uh, full day speaking. Um, manicure petty near me on Google. Boom, 1.8 miles away. Stop in. Only guy there. What would you like? I, I said sports Manny, so I sounded kind of like a K. Oh, I want a sports Manny. Mm-hmm. But make them shiny. Buff them to make them shiny, I said at the end. And she goes, sir, you want your toes done, don't you? I said, yeah, let's get the toes done. I got sit down and thinking like, this is, the, and I, I embraced it though. I fully immersed myself. I'm in Northern California, just finished doing a day of something I love doing. Uh, the, the course was called 50 Shades of Infection. Mm. It was, it was risque. It was risque mouth-body connection. Right? I pitched it. Four days of dentistry. I'm looking forward to this overnight flight home with no one accessing me getting into the neural link of brainwave coherence. But in each moment though, I embrace the Manny Petty. Then I embrace going to uh, Whole Foods to get, uh, to get to have their prepared. I couldn't wait to see what they had. I bought some ocean smelling incense. Kurt, this is, this, is, this is the side of me that no one sees. I thought, I want to bring this back to me. I, you know, they say scent, olfactory, there's no interpretation. It's one of our oldest sense organs. When you smell something, it goes right to your brain without interpretation, good, bad. So I wanted to bring the scent of the ocean. So I brought this ocean incense from Whole Foods, stuck, bought it, stuck it in my bag. It was, it was uh, so, weird little automatic things, eh? A probiotic, bio-K, little yogurt drink, shook it up, slammed that back, took one to have later. Blueberries, man, it's, uh, this is wild. But you almost have to stop, Ooch, why are you doing that? Ooch, what are you doing that for? What's that happening there? And that's how you stop someone with unconscious competence, find out what they're doing. So I teach this stuff. Like I break it down into looking at patterns. I, I, patients who look really good and look really fit at 60, 70, 80, ask, what's your breakfast? What's your workout? What's your, ask my psychiatrist patients, what's the best book written on the brain? You, so they told me, The Brain That Changes Itself by Norman Deutsch. Nice, wrote it down. And in this book, you know, these, it, 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 it was an American, it's a Canadian psychiatrist, Norman Deutsch, D-O-D-O-I-D-G-E, uh, The Brain That Changes Itself. And it's all about neuroplasticity and how you can actually grow a better brain. Um, up to the year 2000, they thought that there was no way you could have new neurons in the brain. There was no, they couldn't find stem cells in the brain. Well, finally, they did a study with people with terminal illness and they did some uh, an autopsy. They saw how they had stem cells in the hippocampus. So this is the year 2000. So Dr. Erickson and Henrietta von Page said one of the best ways though to have more stem cells in the brain, even though you think as a neuroscientist, it'd be something about reading or, or Sudoku, it was be physically active. Being physically active is one way to, to keep your brain like a chia pet. If you want to be, so people who are sedentary, your brain is not as good as someone who's physically active. You have a youthful brain if you exercise. These are neuroscientists. And the one way to keep neurons last longer and grow longer was to have a continuously curious environment, continuously stimulating. So I, I liken that even to cars. If, you, if you've drive, driven Volvos your whole life, get a Ford 150. If you've, draw, if you've had four-door cars your life, get a two-door coupe. You know, don't go to your favorite restaurant. Every now and then go to Thai. 
If you like going to, to Cabo San Lucas, hey, go to Maui. You know, have an active vacation. So change your vegetables. So to be curious and having a stimulating environment is one way to keep your neurons living a long time. So if you want a young brain, right? Young brain. I'm, this, I'm in the second half of my life. I'm in the third, I'm in the third quarter, right? right? Third quarter. Um, I'll talk to a 20-year-old and they get tired. The doctor, they ask you, you know, just do my filling. Just do my filling. <laughs> so so I love it. I think energy is youth. It's curiosity. It's uh, enthusiasm. It's the sizzle. Uh, people want to know how it's done. They want to spend time with you. Like usually we have friends that we like to spend time with are high energy people. So, and we do have low energy people that we need to nurture and bring along. Can't ignore your cousin and your uncle, but somehow the certain people, when you leave the conversation, you feel physically tired. You feel emotionally drained. So Jim Rowan used to say, just, just spend less time with them. Still love them, return their call, but then make sure you spend time for high energy people because it's contagious. It's contagious to hang out with me. You know, yeah. you don't need coffee when you're, if we were having co- going for coffee, we wouldn't even need the coffee, Kurt. We'd just be talking and we like caffeine, caffeine, caffeine without the coffee. Yeah, that's why I think you, you and I were talking. I would love to live closer to you. I love yeah. hanging out with you on these things. I get so much energy. And if again, if you're listening, it's always just about little micro improvements. If a little bit of this, you're picking up what he's putting down, it makes your life that much better. One more thing on the changing your routine and staying curious. I heard somebody say this years ago. You know, when you're dating your spouse or significant other well into many years of being together, you want to switch it up a little bit because it creates the dopamine in the brain. So oftentimes I'll say to Sarah, we're going to try a new restaurant. She's like, where is it? I'm like, I'm not telling you. And she sometimes it's a miss, but sometimes it's a hit. Just try to keep things a little bit on the curious edge. It's fun instead of just going to the same old place every time ordering the same old thing. And dentists, we're very predictable creatures, right? We do our crown prep. We do the same way, the same way. My assistant scans it in, blah, blah, blah. We do this, we do that. Um, spontaneity is attractive. You know, I've, I've, I'm no longer married. I'm I, 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 with the, the last four years. I moved on. We transitioned. It's, it's amicable. So th- this this uh, woman I'm seeing now, uh, she goes, one of the most interesting things about you, she goes, uh, a date with you is like a, you know, so dinner's there. You won't tell me where we're going. Uh, you never have dessert at the dinner place. You have dessert someplace different. You got to earn dessert. You got to earn the dessert. So no matter how good the dessert is, we're going to walk and take, you know, so you have dessert at a different location. And she goes, your ability to create interest, you you spike my dopamine more than a TikTok. It was like, um, and again, I'm a good listener too, but I kept it different. You know, where are we going this weekend? Uh, just pack something light. You need two days. Really? Whoa. Where are we going? I want to know about it. Not gonna tell you. I'll pick you up. You know. So um, you need a passport. Oh, so that's the way you keep these these fires going. Um, you you got to stoke. You got to you got to do things that. And that's a spontaneity. You know, and and the masculine energy. We can be in charge of that. Not that the, there's male female polarity, but uh, to to be not so predictable. I put my hand here. Two minutes later, I put my leg here, and then I do this. Then I put the Luther Vandross on, and then I put Stairway to Heaven at the end. Uh, 42 times of that, you're both getting bored. So you somehow need to change it up outside on the hammock. Maybe not on a hammock, but, uh, you know, by the ocean, Love under the it. tent, with the dog watching, you know. So, but you got, but one thing, one little hack I want to share, though, was this, um, she gave me this as a gift. I love these little thoughtful little gifts. So uh, when you read in bed, you read with a regular light, it, it makes your pineal gland make mess, less melatonin. So anyone who makes less melatonin gets sick and dies earlier. Um, 200,000 uh, person nurses study. Nurses do shift work, endometrial cancer, breast cancer. 
uh, all kinds of cancers just because of you're supposed to sleep at night in the dark. So if you want to read late at night, here's a little hack. So this little orange light, you can still read. You can click it on your book or your magazine and you can read in bed or give it to your spouse who likes to read. And now you, this light won't disturb your sleep. Look at this, you know, for $18, I got it off Amazon. These little hacks are massive. You can use it as a nightlight. And again, it won't wake you up. People use their phone, that light on their phone. This is like a searchlight. It tells your brain it's noon, even though it's 10 o'clock at night. And then you might get to sleep because you're an exhausted dentist, but now you can't stay asleep because there's, there's less melatonin. There's a little orange light, you know, you can clip it on things, you know, walk around the house. This is like the little, you know, like a Ebenezer, walk, Ebenezer Scrooge walking around your, your factory. But one way not to wake your brain up. And it's a beautiful little gift you can give a dentist or the dentist that has everything, you know, so there you go. I'm all over it. I'm getting two of them. <laughs> we need that. So, Uch, I love this stuff. I love hanging out with you. We're going to have you back again and again and again. Any last thoughts you have on how to take our energy and create more coin or more cash from them? Uh, I like variety. So I'm, I'm, I'm double certified as a trainer. So I get these neat uh, nutrition and, and exercise journals. So I'm constantly staying on the cutting edge. This makes it interesting for me. So read outside of dentistry. You know, don't just read your journals from, you know, Kois or Panky. Like Panky Kois are amazing, but read something else. Read some fiction. I, I got a book the other day called What the Bleep Do We Know? About quantum physics and how um, you and I are more empty space than matter. So you might be this, uh, how, how much do you weigh? Are you 210, 205? I'm about 218, so. 218, I love that. So you're 218, you might seem pretty solid, but there's more empty space in Kurt than matter. And the only reason why you look solid is because they're vibrating. So that space between Kirk and that space between the table, but also the space between you and what you want, you can close that space by meditation, prayer, um, celebrating another person's success. They said, anytime you, you cut someone else down or, or you, we're critical, we, we lengthen the space between us and what we want. But, but we, in admiration, or you admire someone, you close the gap. And that, and that gap is God. That's a creation. That's, it's, that intimate, infinite space is where creation lies. It's the womb, I call it, of creation. It's the gap between our thoughts. This is the kind of stuff you read in between how to prep and how to get, don't, don't you know, sabotage the biological width. You know? So I read stuff outside my comfort zone. Very tough to read. Um, and I do all this to stay fresh. So where am I going to be? I'm going to be at the ADA annual session in Orlando. That's uh, SmileCon. We're doing some cool stuff. I'm cooking in the trade show. It's a microbiome Whoa. cooking extravaganza. How to cook for your 42 trillion guests. Huge, how's that possible? 42 trillion guests, cells that call me home. Two hours they have me on the trade show. Be slapping up the, the celery and the turmeric and the garlic and the bok choy. Uh, that'll be a fun smile con. Um, and it doesn't end. I think Bulletproof, you've heard of, you've heard of uh, Craig Spodak? Yeah, uh, Craig. I'm having Craig on next week. Amazing guy. He, yep. He's got a conference called Bulletproof Your Practice. Bulletproof. Love it. At the win, he's going like, forget five-star, seven-star. So he's going to treat his attendees to a crazy three-day event. I'm going to do some kind of wild program for everyone. So um, I'm, I'm everywhere, and then I'm nowhere. I, I, I shut my phone off, or I go on Instagram and, and answer my direct messages. My account is, uh, if you look up Uchi Fitness or Uchi Odiatu, my, my account name is, is Fit Speakers. But you can find me just by, by looking it up. And um, I love that direct message part. I, I've answered I answer all the questions. I don't delegate that part of my life. I love finding out what people want to know more about to make my programs more personal and more, more uh, dedicated. 
But um, yeah, I celebrate the Craig Spodaks with his natural light office. You ever been down to his office? I have not. I want to go. I hear it's amazing. Oh my God. It's, it's like the Taj Mahal. Uh, he's got, he celebrates his associates. I've never seen an a, a, a owner of an office celebrate the people who work for them so much. Because most dentists go, oh, if, if, I, if I talk them up too much, they'll leave or she'll want to raise. He's like, look at my amazing associate. Look at this incredible hygienist. And all I want to do is work more for him because he's the guy who makes them feel amazing during the day. He, he, he promotes their bonding, their composite bonding. I've, I've never seen a general dentist promote the people who work for him so much. And all that you want to do is give back more because they feel so good when right. he's with them. And the building itself, he's got no light bulbs. All the light is channeled in from outside. I'm like, he's like Buckminster Fuller slash Elon Musk slash Nikolai Tesla doing fillings and walking around with uh, cool clothes on. And I, I can't tell you. So, but the neat thing is though, you and I admire him. You know what that means? What? We're closing the gap between us and what we want. Because when you admire someone or respect someone or edify someone, you close the gap between you and what you want. So, man, I'm closing that gap. Every time I talk about high about Craig or I brag about Kurt and what you have bring to the table, like I, I want to close that gap. I want to tap into the gap and I want to close the gap by, by celebrating people I admire. And One, they're all over. 100%. You know, Craig is such a great thinker as you. And uh, it's so much fun. Totally agree with what you just said. Ooch, you are the best, buddy. So stick around. We'll say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. I'm going to encourage you to follow Uchi. Listen to the previous podcast. Go see him speak out at the Bulletproof thing. See him speak anywhere. I'm telling you, if you can pick up a little bit of what he offers Every little bit compounds and adds more quality to your body, to your energy, to your life, to how you feel. Ooch, you're making dentistry better and you're making all of our lives better. I appreciate you, brother. So until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching, keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.